0: Sports uh, here live on a Friday. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. We are powered every day by the MGM app and also uh, live here in Lebanon at Wilson County Hyundai. Got to thank our sponsors before we dive into all of this as we go live every weekday morning on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. You can find the links to our shows on Twitter and on our Instagram story. Got to thank Wilson County Hyundai, one of our presenting sponsors. Make them a part of your car buying process by coming see, see them in Lebanon or simply at wilsoncountyhunday.com. you got the Bone & Joint Institute in Franklin, boneandjointtn.org. They're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Plus, Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a plan for you at fbhp.com atoz. So, Zach here talking live on a Friday from Wilson County Hyundai. You know me. And how I usually attach, you got something?
1: Yeah. yeah, Yep. Before we get underway, I hear you in the comments. It it is on me. There's a lot of moving pieces this morning. I do not have my toboggan. No. I will, the next time you see me, I will have the toboggan. Which might be when? Who (laughs) who knows? Who knows when you'll see me? Yes. But um, the next time you will see me, I will have my toboggan uh, so that I take full responsibility the chat is holding me accountable. Yep. I respect that. And so uh, you are heard. And that is the main thing that you want to be is heard. Yeah, so and- I, I see and I hear you. I will bring the toboggan the next time you see me on this program. I don't
0: necessarily want to be that guy, but I mean, or derail the show even further. But should there be a punishment uh, for not You've having. You've missed so many times of not doing uh, <laughs> and I've paid-
1: magic bucket
0: and I've- for weeks at a and time. I've- so- and I've paid for that in the past. But. All right, so what I was getting to is that you know me. We've watched every Titans game next to each other basically for the last five or six years, and I usually attach myself to one trend throughout the season. A couple of years ago, it was the – three years ago, it was a Deion Lewis screenplay. Two years ago, it was a Derrick Henry toss play that Arthur Smith would run uh, into the dirt. Last season, it was the Titans' inability to be any type of productive on the opening drive of the game. Do you remember how I chart things like that, right? So I've got the full stats because Todd Downing was asked on Wednesday before Titans OTAs about starting faster. So we're going to play Todd Downing here in a second. But are you ready for the, the full stats of all 18 games the Titans played and how bad they truly were on the opening drive of the game?
1: Opening drive. First 15's usually scripted. You got all week to game plan. What did the Titans come up with last season? So
0: throw the script away, burn the trash can after you throw it in the trash can. Because on in 18 opening drives, the Titans scored a grand total of 17 points. They had a field goal at the Jets on the opening drive. They lost that game in overtime. sort a touchdown on the opening drives at home against Kansas City and at home against Jacksonville. It's the only three scoring drives I had. So more games played than points scored on the opening drive. Of 18 opening drives, they punted 12 times. Eight times, the Titans went three and out. Ugh. Five times, the Titans gained zero or negative yards on their opening drive in those three and outs. Then, to round it all out, three interceptions on game opening drives at Indianapolis on the second snap of the game at the LA Rams on Sunday night after a first down it was a, the fourth snap of the game and then we all know infamously the first snap of the playoff game against the Bengals so to recap 18 opening drives a grand total of 17 points 12 punts three interceptions that's your that's your 18 and then eight three and outs and five times they gained zero or negative yards on the opening drive.
1: Well, you know, we, you know, when we were driving here, we were prepping. And, and one of the questions we were going to ask is what is the number one thing that the Titans have to work on going into 2022? And we came to the conclusion that that would be a rhetorical question because the answer is <laughs> that opening drives. <laughs> I mean, and the stats, the numbers do not lie. 18 games and only 17 points. I mean, I, I would like to know, and, and I know you probably haven't had time to chart this, they've got to be at the bottom of the league when it comes to points on opening drives. I would love to see what the top is, though, yeah. right? Like, what is the difference of top to bottom? If, the, if, if 17 is towards the bottom, if not the bottom, I mean— what are we working with? That's well, something that maybe we can look up throughout the course of the show. Yeah, and,
0: and Buck Rising did write on our website, AtoZsports.com, that the Titans this past season, uh, they, I mean they were really bad in the first quarter. In the first quarter, the Titans uh, just scored 3.4 points per opening quarter. That was uh, only better than two teams that made the playoffs last season and 22nd overall. In the NFL so bad in the first quarter but even worse on the opening drive of the game so now let's let's get to Todd Downing and hear what he had to say about it because John Glennon asked him specifically about starting games faster on Wednesday
1: Todd, as you look back at last year and I guess also look ahead how important is it for you to kind of get things going with the offense early in, in a game better, you know, the, the first quarters or, or even first drives, that kind of thing? How, how significant is that?
2: For yeah, me? definitely. You know, every aspect of our offense is something I'd take a, a critical look at um, for myself first, you know, where I can improve and, and areas that, that maybe I can uh, do a better job in preparation or, or, you know, understanding what we're trying to accomplish. Um and and certainly the beginning of games uh, is part of that, you know, and so we looked at that this off season as a staff. And uh, again, that was something that Tim was able to give a fresh set of eyes to. And, and you go through and, and some of it, um, you know, you realize you were this close to, you know, some really good outcomes. And then there are some where, uh, you know, obviously we stubbed our toe. So we didn't do a good enough job early in games last year. That's. I'm not hiding from that. I, I completely understand that as a piece of uh you know being able to start faster and put our defense in a better position. Um, you know, so there's a lot that goes into that. And we'll be uh we'll be practicing that and looking at that as we go through the rest of the spring and into fall. So right now
0: on June first, when he said that, there's nothing else he can really say, right? Like that that's about all that Todd Downing can do when addressing uh less than one point on average in their opening drives. And going backwards or gaining zero yards five times in eighteen games, among the other stats uh, that I just mentioned before we played that video. So, again, like he's he's admitting and he's saying he's not running from it. He understands like that. That's a it's a positive, but it's not meaning that that's going to be fixed. Zach, what was your main takeaway from hearing Todd Downing say?
1: Look, you know, when you're at the podium and it's a new season, coaches are trained, and I've, yep. I've been a lot. I've been in preseason off-season press conferences quite a bit they are trained to not look backwards to sure. always look forward sure Vrabel's is very good at that. that 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 was last year this is this year right but I do think that you can learn a lot from what you did well and then obviously what you did not do well offensively and defensively going into the new season they brought in Tim Kelly for a reason the reason was you know and Mike Grable, quote-unquote, Todd Downing did a great job last year. I don't think he did a great job last year, especially in this facet. But I think he owned it probably the best that he could own it. I mean, you're not sitting here in June wanting to pile on and say, I was absolutely awful. I was atrocious last year in this part of our game planning. I think the hard part is, is that when you talk about game planning, this is it. Like, you have all week. From sunup to sundown, we hear about you know the, the coaches of the world that sleep at the facility yeah. after a string of losses to get it right. And time and time again, week after week, this is something that they could not get right. And, and Austin, and I say here, this is the most important factor. At least for the first half of the season, you have Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is at his best when the Titans have a lead. They're a running football team. That is their identity. It was their identity two years ago. It was their identity when Henry was healthy last year, and it will continue to be their identity when 22 is in the backfield this coming year. When you have a lead, he becomes even more of a weapon catastrophic, right? We're talking about an atomic bomb on a defense with Derrick Henry. If you're up by 13 or 14 points, But if you're averaging, you know, less than four yards per play on your opening drive and only scoring 17 points out of 18 games.
0: Punting 12 times. You
1: are working behind the eight ball. And it didn't, that that doesn't mean that the Titans never had a lead in games, but it definitely hurts your chances. Here's the crazy thing
0: is that the Titans were still 12 and five. (laughs) As bad as they were on opening drives. And they were 22nd in the NFL in first quarter points. Uh, nearly half of their first quarter production that Arthur Smith had in 2020. Arthur Smith, they scored 6.2 uh, points a game in the first quarter in 2020, last year 3.4. So drastic drop-off. They still were able to win games. And Tim Ferriss immediately says, defense, Austin, yes, the defense was fantastic and that helps a lot too, but the Titans offense was still able to score games or score points to win games as well In bail their they're setting themselves out of that situation, but it is it is comedically bad in how they were on opening drives in the first quarter last season, and, you know, they got to make adjustments to that. And my favorite thing about what Todd Downing said is that Tim Kelly has, been all, has already been a part of addressing that situation going into his new role as passing game coordinator, that they are actively working on this and have been addressing this already even before they got out on the practice field so tim kelly being a fresh set of eyes on things makes me feel better than it was a year ago
1: and it didn't seem like downing was on a power trip right it's not like he didn't mention tim kelly he was open about what is going on within the offense and the changes that have been made this offseason and they've been subtle changes. It hasn't been a complete overhaul. Well, and
0: There's a there's an important thing to note about Tim Kelly and his role, and I want to get to that here in a second. Uh, but we do want to go ahead and ask you guys this question. What is your faith in Todd Downing as Titans offensive coordinator? One through ten. Ten being you trust this guy is, is, is going to figure it out and help the Titans uh, get to a Super Bowl. One being you think he's going to be worse than he was a year ago. What is your faith in... And Todd Downing as Titans offensive coordinator one through 10. But Zach, first tell everybody where we're at today.
1: Yeah, we're right here live from Wilson County Hyundai. It was a quick trip. I talk about it every day. I made it this morning. Boom. Quick. Down I-40, exit 236. We were going to, we didn't have any traffic. It was smooth sailing. And it was smooth sailing to come look at the cars and SUVs that Wilson County Hyundai has on the lot. I see the Tucson right there. Look, they even have. The Palisades, a couple of Palisades over there. The Santa Fe, this is spectacular. I talk about it every single day because I drive a Hyundai. I drove a Hyundai here, my Sonata four-door sedan right there, leather interior, all the bells and whistles. I've been saying it for years. I've been dominating the streets. I dominated the streets on my way to Wilson County Hyundai Check out their inventory online at WilsonCountyHyundai.com.
0: It is eSports Live from Wilson County Hyundai. I'm wearing the T-shirt, but they whipped my butt last night. MGM, download the MGM app. You know, I lost uh, the Warriors bullet for me. I had the Golden State minus three and a half. Also had an Al Horford prop that did not hit. I could have gone over three-pointers and slept easy last right. night with Big Al. But, you know, you live to play another day. And today, you guys can play another day if you download – the BetMGM app today and sign up using our code ATOZ200. You place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball team. And is, if there's a single home run hit in that game by either team, you win 200 bucks in free bets. That's with code ATOZ200. When you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball team today, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee-only new customer offer. All promotions have to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued us now with Free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline, 800-889-9789. So asking the questions, Zach. What's your faith in Todd Downing as Titans OC 1 through 10? We'll get to, I'll have you go to the comment section in a second. The good thing here is that Todd Downing also mentioned on Wednesday that he has been the passing game coordinator before. He has been a recently fired offensive coordinator going to a new team with an established offensive coordinator with a title of passing game coordinator. So I think that's a good thing for the relationship of Downing OC Kelly passing game coordinator that he has been in Tim Kelly's shoes before with the Minnesota Vikings. It didn't last very long. Unfortunately, the Vikings had a death on the coaching staff before the season that had Todd Downing move to tight ends coach. And so he did not get to have that position for the entirety of the year, but he at least got to the off season and the game planning part of it as a passing game coordinator and understands the benefit of those two positions having a relationship.
1: Yeah, well, because you just can't run the ball 12 times and score a touchdown on opening drives, right? I mean, you talk about passing game coordinators. You have to strategically game plan different philosophies that, you know, every defense thinks an offense is going to do something. Whatever it is, that's what the coaches coach them up. That's the cat and mouse, the chess game between offenses and defense in the opening drive. You have all of this time. You have all week to figure out what are we going to do to fool this defense, steal a good play, steal a first down, get our team in scoring position and score more than 17 points in a season. Let's go to the chat. What's your faith in Todd Downing on a scale of one to 10? 10 being he is the next coming of Christ, one being fire his or ass Arthur right now. Arthur Smith, Kevin. There you go. That's breakfast. even better, right? So we we'll, we won't go <laughs> religious. We'll go Arthur Smith as offensive coordinator because yes. that was the Titans. I mean, that was the prolific year that AJ Brown and Derrick Henry's two thousand yard season in Tannehill had one to ten. So uh, we're starting off a little low. Darren says minus one hundred, so he's yeah. off off the Richter. So no faith whatsoever. Chris says zero. Mark says ten, which is crazy. Andrew says two. Four from Titan Up. Eric says eight. Kyle says ten. Man. Our girl Liz says three. Bryce says negative zero. Titans also zero. Titans Kyle says two. Josh Brown with a four. Steven with a five. Roy with a two. Jarrell with a three. Scott with a four. Tim with a six. Couple of sixes from uh Guy and Tim, but Jabu goes negative six. Danny says he's at a four negative one from Nate. John Wilbur says five. So does Nick Ewing zero from William Rooney says six Max goes with a one. So look, we're, we're skirting around a couple of fives coming in from dude, Ryan and Lee Hobbs and Jacob 2.79 from our, uh, the author of many leather bound books, Stephen King four from Kenneth Karen says six You've got Danny with a five. So, look, we're, we're kind of all over the board, but we're we're really in that five to three range. That's kind of where the chat, I think, overall has settled well,
0: in. I'm going to land right in between that and a four. Just because, like, I understand that Todd Downing was dealt a really difficult hand last year with the amount of injuries the Titans had. So
1: what you were saying at the end of the season, though?
0: <laughs> no, I... true or not true
1: hold on i'm not done yet
0: (laughs) does he deserve blame a lot of blame for the loss of the Bengals game absolutely and i'm going to talk about like that specifically in our second topic today but i'm at a four so again i'm I'm, i don't have a lot of faith in ty downing right but i also have to acknowledge
1: four you're almost halfway there
0: no that's not good you know a little
1: bit like a seven. This is, is a still- surprise to me, Austin. That I'll I'm be as honest. As high as a four? Yeah, because of all the things that you well, said at the end of last season about Todd Downing. I don't know. I'll just take you a little rewind session to the last show that we had. You were blaming not three pick Ryan Tannehill. You were all over Todd Downing. How is how have you moved up four? I I bet, well.
0: Because Tim Kelly is this involved. is high, this is too high because, for what
1: you've been spewing. Because
0: Tim Kelly is involved, and I and I think a good reset. I, like I'm not gonna like dump on Todd Downing the human being. He was terrible last year. Yeah, I, I'm keeping these look, receipts, look, Bryce. I, I'm the I'm the one who kept Todd Downing's receipts
1: of trash ass offensive opening of time. That's not high. It hat? doesn't make. Yeah, but for how you spoke of Todd Downing's. Lack of success in twenty twenty-one. This is outrageous. Because
0: I also understand that it's not Todd Downing's fault that Des Fitzpatrick ran the wrong route and Tannehill had an interception because of it. I also understand that it's not Todd Downing's fault when Nick Westbrook Keene is entering the red zone on a catch and run and fumbles because he's tackled from behind. I also understand it's not Todd that's that- not what you were <laughs>
1: saying at the end of last year. This is this is atrocious. What, I, look, I, Zach,
0: I, I'm not like I'm not going back on what I said last you year. You are. You no, are I'm back not. Meddling. No, I'm not. Absolutely Zach, I'm at a four. What the hell do you want me to do? Go three? Would does that make you better? Yeah, I, I want you to do what you think you're doing. <laughs> I'm at a four, Zach. A four out of ten. That is low. That is not good. That is an F. Four is a failure. I think, in my opinion, a six is not very high faith when it comes to that. Because that's also an F if you want to go grading scale. So I'm at a four. I don't have a lot of faith in Todd Downing. I've got more faith this year than last year because I believe in Tim Kelly. Because you know what? Mike Vrabel wanted to hire Tim Kelly before he hired Todd Downing. So that tells me something there too. So I'm going to four out of 10. I do think it'll be better because I don't see how it can feasibly be worse than what it was a year ago with all the injuries and inconsistencies that they went through. I'm acknowledging he had a hard job, but also saying that he did a terrible job last year, especially the opening
1: drives of the game. Faith is about moving forward. Faith is understanding the past and what are you doing? Do you have faith in yourself? Do you have faith in Todd Downing? Faith is about what you think is going to happen. And I think the injuries won't be the same, but I think that Todd Downing has an uphill climb. Now, the one thing that he does get back is Derrick Henry, who he didn't have for the second half of last year. But he's still dealing with Tannehill with two brand-new wide receivers and a brand-new tight end. Do you learn from your experiences? Absolutely. But Todd Downing, I am at a three as far as Todd Downing because of what he has shown last year. I think if you look at the schedule and what happened they only beat one playoff team down the stretch, and it was a good win. It was a come-from-behind win against San Francisco, but they took advantage of Miami, Jacksonville, and Houston. I mean, those are the three teams that got them to the point. Good wins. I'm not taking away from that. You you win it. You beat a team in the NFL. That's good. But they lost to the and Steelers but- and they lost to the Patriots down the stretch. And why, why? Why? And the Bengals. Why? Why did they lose all three games? Well, the Patriots, have, the Steelers, and the Bengals. They didn't have Derrick Henry, which I think is a key
0: concept. Uh, it's turnovers, right? Because in those three games was kind of Murphy's Law, right? Anything could go wrong, did. Because you've got, you know, the two Foreman and Hilliard each had 100 yards against the Patriots, but they fumbled four times. Then you've got the, the game against the Steelers, where for some. Unknown reason, Ben Jones and Ryan Tannehill have the only bot snap they have ever had in 33 games. And guess what? The Steelers win that game. It was just.
1: And what about Cincinnati? Cincinnati. <laughs>
0: oh, I Cincinnati again. I. He's Ryan Tannehill and Todd Downing. It's both those it's guys. Ryan Tannehill. Well, again, he turn, threw the
1: pick. Yes, but Todd Downing set him up to fail. Austin, wrong. This is why you're wrong, and I will say this all off season. Ryan Tannehill had a chance to win yes. the damn yes, game. This not, was not right, that, Todd Downing. No, no, no. Because if Ryan Tannehill goes yeah. down and gets three points and wins the game, you don't say what you say now. Ryan Tannehill cost that game. So my faith, the, the faith is moving forward. The faith is question, right? I am in question of my faith in Todd Downing. That's why my number is as low as it is. I question Ryan Tannehill because of his performance when it mattered most. I question, look, I'm going to have to see Derrick Henry come back full force and be the back that he can be. Do I believe that can happen? Yes, I absolutely can. I don't know what Traylon Burks is going to be. I have no effing clue. No clue. Neither does anybody. Now, the Titans, because they drafted him, feel that he can come in there and fill a void that is left from A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Robert Woods, I feel a lot better about because we know more about him, but he's also coming off of an ACL. He's got a lot to prove, and he's got to build rapport with Tannehill, a guy I don't believe in. And Hooper, is coming off of being released from a contract that he couldn't play enough into, right? So all of these things, it doesn't mean that it's not going to work out and the Titans are going to have a good year. But it also wanes my faith in what is going to happen I, this season. I, I,
0: again, does I, that make sense? Yes, it does. Like I don't disagree with with what you're saying at all. I think mean, we're kind of aligned here. We both don't don't think Todd Downing can
1: amount to much as Titans offensive coordinator. And so, and and look, I want to say this. Karen probably brings something up. I am. I fully admit. I am self aware. I am influenced. My lack of faith in Tannehill carries over to oh, why yes. I am low and my lack of faith and, in Todd Downing. And
0: probably your lack of faith in Todd Downing impacts your lack of faith in Ryan Tannehill. Like, if Ryan Tannehill had Arthur Smith, he'd probably feel a little bit better about Ryan Tannehill. I'm not saying you feel great about him, but you feel better. Like, like, they go hand in hand. Quarterback, offensive coordinator, and weapons, and offensive
1: line. Everything around Ryan Tannehill impacts how you feel about Tannehill. Here's the deal. The difference is Ryan Tannehill and Todd Downing together have to be great. They can't just be good. Yes. That's why I don't have faith. That's fine. I Nobody's don't disagreeing think with. that they can be great. I think that they could be good or even very good. I think that they, they've shown that, right? Ryan Tannehill has shown that he can be very good. Now, when push come to shove and it matters in January, that's a different story. That's a long way away. You got to get through the season but you have to be even greater this year because of what and where you finished last year on top of the competition that has changed within the AFC this year. All right, a lot of commenters
0: are talking about how predictable the Titans' uh, offense was last year as William said the offense became predictable. They were predictable for two reasons. I've got the two reasons. We'll talk about them and we'll dive deeper into this Titans offensive conversation, but first, Zach, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans.
1: FPHP.com is where you need to go to get your health plan. I got my health plan earlier this year, and man, do I absolutely love it. I do. I do. I do. I do. It has helped me out. I had the flu last week. I feel better, but I couldn't have felt better without my TeleDoc conference in which the doctor prescribed me the medicine to help me get better. That was the benefit of Farm Bureau Health Plan. So let me say, rewind last year. If I would have gotten the flu last year, I couldn't have gotten a tele.com uh, conference. That hurt me. I would have had to go to an actual doctor and get prescription medicine. Plus, I was paying 20% more than I paid this year. And the tele.com conference was free. So all of these things, I'm starting to reap the benefit because I changed my plan. You can change yours, fbhp.com slash A to Z.
0: BetMGM, download the app. Simple, uh, uh, simple. So, uh, simple directions here. You download the app. Uh, you plug in the code ATOZ200. You make your first deposit. and You put a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball team today, and you're going to win 200 bucks when either team in that game hits a home run. It's a great way to do it. Hopefully, I'll be back on the winning side of things this weekend for the NBA Finals Game 2 on Sunday between Golden State and Boston. But, Zach, talking more about the Titans' offense, they were predictable in 2021, for two reasons, personnel and tendencies. The tendencies were Todd Downing's fault. The personnel was not. The personnel is the problems that they had at the tight end position that we've talked about with Anthony Furkser and Jeff Swaim being one-trick ponies to where they tip the hand of the offense based off of personnel. The personnel is when Nick Westbrook-Kine and Des Fitzpatrick are on the field on second and eight, you pretty good chance they're going to run the ball again. The tendencies are because Todd Downing ran the ball on first down 299 times. That's 25 more first down carries than the Vikings who were second in the league. 130 of those first down carries, the ball carriers hit at the line of scrimmage. 61 times of their 299 first down carries, the Titans were stuffed behind the line of scrimmage. Terrible predictable, got stopped, personnel was bad. Have they been able to address both of those reasons why they're predictable? Personnel and tendencies. Tendencies is what we're talking about Tim Kelly. Can he help address their tendencies and, and have a fresh set of eyes on things like Downing said on Wednesday? Personnel, I think, massive upgrade with Austin Hooper, right? He can blend some of those personnel tips that they were given off last year, and now Robert Woods, Burks, NWI, how do those guys all come together as a wide receiver unit? That's one thing we have no idea of yet.
1: Do you think that was because of the injuries around wide receivers? Yes. I think a lot of it because the the are you running the balls? Because you don't want to throw it to Desmond back. Well, yes. (laughs) And
0: because AJ Brown and Julio Jones were both dealing with injuries throughout the year. So you wanted to kind of save a snap or two when you could. And you didn't want AJ out there risking a D and getting rolled up on. You'd rather get Des Fitzpatrick or Racy McMath rolled up on by the running back than AJ Brown or Julio. Right. So those are just personnel decisions that you have to make. And the Titans, I think, set themselves up for failure at the tight end position last year. But the wide receiver thing was a was a lot because of injuries and lack of availability and sustainability from your top players.
1: Yeah. And we got a couple of good comments coming in. Dadson says chemistry and timing was all messed sure. up. Top tier says no feel for the flow of the game. No doubt. And got a, a lot of pressure on the offensive line from one. I saw a couple other uh, comments like Jason Martinez. Biggest concern is the offensive line, not wide receiver. The offensive line obviously plays a massive role in the success of an offense and a quarterback's production, right? Do you have time to get the football in the place where the football needs to go? There's some new pieces on the offensive line, right? No, Roger Saffold. I think Lawan has settled into where he probably needs to be. He yeah. struggled through some stuff last year, and then but the right side of the offensive line, you know, what is that going to be? Well, Nate Davis, I think, also
0: settled in towards the end of last year as well. He hasn't been there really all OTAs that we've seen. I think Dylan Radins is going to be your starter at right tackle as of now. We can talk about Radins later on. But, yeah, there's a a hole at left guard. But let's also be honest about Roger Saffold. He was in and out of the lineup a lot. I was actually listening to Blaine and Mickey the other day. Did you realize that Dylan Radins played in 12 games last year? I didn't think he played that many games. I thought he was only active for like three or four. But he played in 12 games. And several games he had to come in for Roger Saffold at left guard. Yep or Aaron Brewer had to come in at left guard because Saffold was also dealing with a lot of injury. So I think the offensive line as a unit can be better because Saffold was so banged up with like a nerve thing that he kind of hinted at, uh, on three HL some. So, you know, I, I feel okay about the offensive line right now. I feel worse about the wide receivers.
1: Uh, one, and we'll get to our question uh, about something else that, that the offense needs to improve on besides starting faster. I do think that this is probably overlooked that uh, Josh Brown brings up. Audibles, huge factor nobody is taking into account. That goes back to the feel of the game. And, and also personnel. Well, yeah, because what are you going to audible into and who who's going to catch on to? Now, we saw Tannehill audible into the wrong Thing. Uh, and and the, the Bengals knew exactly what play. You, and if, let me refresh some memories. They were at the goal line, towards the goal line, and they do a bubble screen that gets picked. Yeah, first goal at the nine. The Bengals knew exactly what was going to happen. Predictability and not being able to sense that and see that to audible out into a better play, right? That's always hindsight, right? The play happened. It got intercepted. It changed the course of the game, honestly. I mean, that really changed the course of the game. If they go down and score a touchdown, uh, sure. who knows what the outcome is. Yeah, But I I, did, I thought Josh Brown's point, well taken. Real quick. Uh, you have, we go no, no, that? no. Just the feel of the game with audibles and trusting your personnel, right? That's yes. a, That was a struggle last year because of the lack of personnel and the confidence within it. Drew says, nobody's talking about Thomas Otakoya,
0: 6'6", 256-pound tight end. I mean, his size is great and all, but I saw two times on Wednesday where he was throwing the football. One time he tipped it up in the in the air and got Logan Woodside picked off. The other time, uh, the ball got in his hands then raked away by a low-level roster bubble defensive back. So there's your Thomas Otakoya update for Drew. But let's get to the secondary thing they have to fix because we've talked a lot about the opening drive failures, only 17 points on 18 opening drives, 12 punts, 8-3 uh, and outs, 5 with 0 negative yards, and 3 interceptions on their 18 opening drives. Just atrocious. What's the second thing the Titans offense must improve
1: upon this upcoming season? Tight end utilization. Okay. Tight end utilization. Last year, it was a trio, right? And the trio wasn't very good. Michael Pruitt, you had Swain, who was thrown into a role that That's just not his role. And Ferkser, Anthony Dog, could not do what he was asked to do. And he was asked to play a bigger role last season as tight end one. He couldn't get open. Tight end utilization. If they can utilize the tight end, I will believe and have more faith in this offense than I do. I think that's a huge key cog. Because they haven't really truly, and we talked about this earlier this week, Austin, they haven't had the luxury of a tight end one for all 16 or 17 games that can play their position. We roll it back to when John Smith was on this team. Lawan goes down and John has to step up in a different role after he scored five touchdowns in five games to start the season. Last year, we talked about that could never get off the ground of what these tight ends identity was. I love Austin Hooper. I love the free agent pickup. I think he has a lot to prove and I think he could change the landscape and the feel of what this offense can be tight end utilization. Okay. uh, Let's go through some uh, comments from you guys on
0: another thing. The Titans need to improve upon besides starting faster Darren, protect the football. Turnovers were killers. Were killers. Like they turned the ball over. If you go through all their losses, I think every loss but the Jets game, they turned the ball over at least three times. Cardinals, three times. The uh, let's see, the Patriot
1: Steelers late Patriots, Steelers,
0: Patriots, Steelers, Texans, Bengals.
1: Texans was bad. Four Texans had in. four.
0: <laughs> Yeah, Bengals actually had they three. had five turnovers in the Texas game because Chester Rogers muffed that punt. <laughs> that's right. So, I mean, in every loss besides the Jets game, they had at least three turnovers. So that's a good one from Darren there too. Uh, protection from, from Clint. Um, let's see, better running back two play from Steven. I thought they got really good work out of Foreman and Hilliard minus fumbles here and there. Um, Hooper says Jimbo. Uh, Jason says, 10-0 has to throw to the tight end, would have gotten a first down to Ferkster on that last play but that was picked off by NWI. Let's see, Darren, 10-0, 17 interceptions. Uh, t- tight end utilization, offensive line, quarterback play, pass protection, O-line fixes this, protection. So there's a lot there, and I don't disagree with really any of them. Patrick says deeper playbook. That kind of goes in line with what I was going to say, and that is more of... Pass game concepts. They've got to be better with pass game concepts and not be so elementary. A free, I think it was Matt Bowen of ESPN.com who called the Titans' passing game like an elementary school level, <laughs> that they just were not very imaginative. With their pass game concepts and their route concepts. And if you remember, the,
1: well, because this Patrick didn't know where to go.
0: Right. But <laughs> even the first play of the game against the Bengals, where it was picked off going to Julio, Jesse Bates could just jump that route because there, there was zero consequence for him to jump it.
1: Well, and Tannehill stared his ass down. I mean,
0: again, though, <laughs> but like the, you are, two weeks
1: to figure exact, out that. There are, both
0: things are wrong. Do Under, you understand? Both things are wrong. Tannehill made the bad pass, and Todd Downing's concept was crap. Do you understand that? Uh,
1: bad Can pass, you understand bad that? pass is greater than concept. Can you understand
0: what I'm saying, though, bad, the point that I'm trying to and make? My
1: point is bad pass is more. greater than concept. I can't
0: even get to a point because Jesse Bates sat on it and jumped it and baited Hill into it because Jeff Swaim and the running back were, paying, uh, were playing like tiddlywinks down the line of scrimmage. There was nothing on the backside to hold anybody. So there was zero consequence for Jesse Bates baiting Tannehill into a throw, sitting on it, waiting for that time, reading his eyes and jumping it for an interception. That's Todd Downing's fault. Yes, Tannehill made a bad throw and it was late. That's his fault too. But the pass concept is terrible. And the same thing with the Chester Chester Rogers bubble screen. They ran that over and over and over and over and over again. And the most success they had on it was nine yards all season. And so Tim Kelly, his job is to come in be the passing game coordinator and develop a better passing game concept and route concepts.
1: I do. I, I I still stick with Mark Jones and what I said earlier. No tight ends was a. I mean, they literally had to take that
2: position out.
1: And you talked about it throughout the course of the season and the predictability based on that position, right? So not only could you not get production, and look, Michael Pruitt caught some touchdown passes. Ferkshire recovered a fumble in the end zone. Like Swain caught some touchdown passes. Don't get me wrong. But imagine if you had somebody that was so much more competent to go out as a tight end and be TE1. I mean, that I thought it put so much pressure on all the other things. And without Derrick Henry and without Julio Jones and AJ Brown at times, you're missing your safety net. I mean, tight end is a safety net. That's what it is. Now, it has changed in the era of football with George Kittle and Travis Kelsey and and other tight ends because they've revolutionized the position. But in the Titans' offense, the tight end is crucial. It just is. Especially because of what they did last year. When they traded for Julio Jones, they did something that the Titans franchise has not done in years, they emphasized the wide receiver instead of the tight end position as much. And it cost them. So I stick with tight end utilization. I like, said it. If Hooper can have 700 yards and five touchdown catches, I have a little uh,
0: more faith. Well, I think you'd have a lot more faith if that happened because that's like Delaney Walker-type numbers in this offense, if you think about it. it and so I Austin Hooper, again, keeps showing up over and over and over at Titans OTAs, catching passes in seven on seven in team drills from Ryan. Well,
1: here's the caveat. If Traylon Burks is not a thousand yard receiver, if he's a 600 yard receiver, there's 400 yards that have to go elsewhere. If Robert Woods doesn't start fast, maybe that sets him. back. So I'm looking to spread out the yards that were already there. And I think Cooper can gather those. I I think that that's what is going to happen. Hooper is going to be the surprise of this offense, and if he is, the Titans will win more games well, it, than I think.
0: If he if he can if he keeps showing up in mini camps in a couple weeks and in training camps, then there's no surprise about it. He's just going to be the guy. <laughs> that's
1: that's where I think it's happening. Well, the surprise is having the tight end one for the amount of time. That's that's the whole point. The Titans offense hasn't had that luxury since Delaney Walker. I mean, Delaney Walker was, the, and that team was trash, right? Delaney Walker. Most of,
0: most of the Delaney teams are trash.
1: Right. Except, yeah. well, uh, he, he he beat Kansas City in the playoffs. Yes. Right? That was a good year. That was an over. He had a couple.
0: Delaney was a, a part of, of two of the nine and seven seasons. Vrabel's first years when he broke his ankle and was out
1: yeah. at the first game. It, it, it's unfortunate. Delaney's, you know, career was cut short because of that injury. I mean, it, I think he could have given two more, if not three more good years somewhere and maybe not tennessee but somewhere all
0: right a to Z is e-sports here live on a friday at wilson county hyundai in lebanon it's been a great show out here it's great weather the only problem i have is i'm sitting downwind from you uh which as led to a few sprays oh. here and there, which I did not realize was <laughs> going to happen. And my so, apologies. Yeah, I've just been sitting over here just getting Every once in a while, i keep doing it's this. It's a cool off. You know, it's a cool off. It's nice misting in this 75-degree day here in Lebanon. <laughs> I'm not sick anymore,
1: right? Yeah, that's, so, that's a good thing. Right? I'm, <laughs> I, my immune system's back running. Yeah.
0: All right, A to Z Sports, you live on this Friday. Let's get to good news to wrap up the week. I've got some good news that's also a recommendation for a, t- for a show that uh, more people need to be watching because I just think it's really good. But first, let me tell everybody about the Boning Joint Institute, boningjointtn.org, in Franklin. But they also have satellite campuses uh, in Brentwood, Nolensville, and in Thompson Station for your convenience. They continue to grow because they are really, really good at what they do. The region's destination for any comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine needs. If you get hurt in life, that sucks. You can never plan for that, but you have to be prepared and know what to do when you have to deal with some type of injury, and they can help you get back to recovery. Their state-of-the-art rehab facility as well is awesome. It
1: really is awesome and great there. In Franklin, boneandjointtn.org. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. BetMGM, the king of the sports book. Go to your Android or Apple app store right after the show and download BetMGM. And use the promo code, and this is for today, a T O Z 200. All one word, no spaces. It's going to ask for a promo code. A T O Z 200. $10 money line wager on MLB. Wins you $200 if either team hits a home run for new users. Download the app today. Let's get to some good news. <laughs>
0: Ain't that good news every Friday to send us to the weekend live from Wilson County Hyundai. Do you want to go through the comments? Because I've seen a lot of good news p- pile in so far. Yeah, if you see them, grab them. All right, so uh let's see. Sean. Well, this is sad, but it's also good. Sean, his dog of 15 years, no longer struggling or hurting, had to be put down yesterday. I'm glad her pain is now gone, but it doesn't help ease the pain of her not being here. Always, always difficult and heartbreaking whenever I see something. Uh, like Sean, that. let me
1: let, let us know her name. Yeah. Let, 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 she'll get the spotlight today. Let yes. us know what, what 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 her name was. Uh,
0: Kyle says, Dad had open heart surgery two weeks ago and is doing great. That is fantastic news. Uh Roy asks, Do I need to see Maverick Top Gun 2? Have you seen
1: it? I have not. I've heard good things, uh, but I have not seen, you know, th- that's a movie that has gotten really good like publicity positive review right
0: yeah you weren't here last friday but i i I have not seen the original top gun that's not surprising
1: (laughs) which is terrible but but
0: not surprising uh jimbo says my good news is umpiring a tournament this weekend just watch head on the swivel for clay travis (laughs) all right a to z sports good news orlando says yes you need to see top gun 2 uh aaron says my good news is i'm going to be two two baseball games one tonight and one uh is in a Star Wars night at the ballpark. Oh, may the force be with you That there. should bring out a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of people are saying Top Gun uh, Maverick is a must-see for everybody there. Uh, Derek says, good news. Got a dollar an hour raise at work the other day. That's fantastic. There you go. Uh, and Sean follows up Nova. She was a sweetheart. I'm sure Nova was a sweetheart. So, Sean, thinking about you guys um, and go, what you're going through. My good news, recommendation. I don't know if you've heard of it, if you've seen it, or anything but Netflix show. It's called Love on the Spectrum. Have you heard of it? I have heard of it. I have not seen it. You should watch it. It's a. I, I'm not a reality show guy. I'm absolutely not a dating show guy. But Love on the Spectrum. Do you know what it is? I
1: am a uh, dating. Do you show know? Guy. Do you <laughs> know what Love on the Spectrum is? I have. I have seen a trailer.
0: Okay, so Love on the Spectrum is a dating show for people on the autism spectrum. It's absolutely fascinating. It's pure heartwarming. You smile nonstop, but it also has heartbreaking moments. And it makes you open your eyes to how other people deal with communication issues that we just take for granted. That comes natural to us or anybody who's not on the autism spectrum. It really it really is fun. It's it
1: I bet you asked does that comedic humor
0: with the, Oh, of course, right? because like the the people on there are hilarious i yeah. mean they are but they they are comfortable in their own skin they're just organically
1: funny right like yes they, they, they're not over they're not trying but it makes exergy.
0: it makes you smile and the relationships that they have with their parents and their family members and the relationships that they're trying to to create with others in, in the dating life like i haven't dated in eight plus years i don't know how the hell to do any of that and so but it is it is very i suggest Go spend some time and watch it uh, because uh, they have two. They have there's three seasons out. I think it's six episodes a season, so you can get through it pretty quick. But two of them are based in Australia and one of them is based in the United States. And so go check it out. It's just pure entertainment and, and it's pure of heart and it's just something that people need to watch.
1: There you go. That's good news. Uh, Damani says, even though I, I don't like. Being in all caps, he says great news passed the NASM CPT exam last week. I'm not sure what that is, but congratulations. Already three clients in. So uh, good to see that. Uh, MB says good news. Get your coach's son's flag football games this weekend. Big 10 Jeff is excited about Ohio State finally getting new turf. Ah, (laughs) So there's good news there. Joe uh, is sick because he threw up in his mouth a little bit because you haven't seen the original Top Gun uh vacation starts for eric davis that's always uh good news um let's see all right here's my good news two uh two forms of good news and both have to do in a different state so i will not be here next week in the sense of i will be in dallas and there, there are two reasons a to Z Sports Dallas is participating and is a sponsor of a celebrity softball game yep. at Globe Life Field right next to Cowboy Stadium. I'm talking about where the Rangers play. We will be live on the field. If you uh, care anything about A to Z Sports as a brand, you can head on over to our YouTube page. We'll have interviews. Michael Irvin, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, to name a few, will be a part of the celebrity so- softball game. So proud of our. A to Z sports Dallas brand growing, uh, worked a a lot on that. And I like where that is trending and everybody that is uh, involved in A to Z sports Dallas. And I think the other good news has to do with Dallas. This is my yearly family reunion at Bingham ranch at my farm down there in Cossie, Texas. So I get to see the fam. We're grilling out. We're fishing. You talk about, you know, getting off the grid, this is a time to relax, sit back, drink some cold beer in the Texas heat, fix some fences, ride some horses, and be at at my happy place. Yeah, there's so, you have
0: no choice but to be off the
1: ground. No, like it yeah, just doesn't. You know, well. There's a little. There is a small spot in the pasture that gets some service. So that's how you go. I used to go watch the NBA finals and LeBron was playing. You might have to do that in, Sunday. In that, you're right. In that uh, that spot, but. Uh, two pieces of good news. Celebrity softball game is A to Z Sports. Dallas grows and Bingham Family Ranch reunion.
0: Actually, there's a lot of NBA finals games next week. Did you have to get out to the pasture? <laughs> Did just go on Sunday night? Well, right? I guess you'll be in Dallas. not yeah, until, yeah. So Friday, I guess, will be the first one. Right. All right, A to Z Sports here live on this Friday. It's been a great week. A short week because of Memorial Day weekend. But we're looking forward uh, to what we've got coming up this summer. Again, subscribe to our YouTube page. If you haven't done it yet, you should because we have tons of Titans content going out on our YouTube channel that nobody else really has uh, on YouTube. So check it out right there. It is eSports here live on a Friday. Hope everybody has a great weekend, and we'll see you live on Monday morning. Appreciate it. Adios.